Hello, everyone, and welcome to another T-Rex Talk. This is Isaac Botkin, and in this week's episode, we're going to be reviewing a book written by Larry Correa called In Defense of the Second Amendment. Now, if you don't know who Larry Correa is, he is primarily known as a novelist. Uh, He's got about 20 fiction books to his name, not to mention a bunch of short stories and uh, various collections. His genre is generally somewhere between sci-fi fantasy, urban fantasy. Uh, I forget exactly how all the genres work today. So you may be asking yourself, why exactly is a guy who writes about vampires, werewolves, magic, etc., writing a book on the Second Amendment? And is it any good? And the short answer is, it is quite good. And I think the main reason that it is quite good is that uh, Larry Korea actually has a very deep level of understanding of this issue and from a bunch of different angles and with several different types of context. Whether uh, Larry Correa's books are exactly your style or not, he is definitely one of us. If you're listening to this podcast, I think it's safe to say he's one of us. He used to own a gun store. He's worked in gun stores. He's been an accountant and uh, ATF compliance guy for gun stores. He's been a defense contractor. He's done a whole bunch of different things. And his most recent project is uh, writing the books and his personality and uh, his knowledge of weaponry and his cultural worldview definitely shines through his books, even when they're about vampires and werewolves. He's probably best known for a series called Monster Hunter International. The whole concept of this book is basically all of the the monsters and supernatural foes uh, from various horror movies and other franchises. But uh, in this one, the heroes have modern, up-to-date weaponry, and the combat is written by somebody who understands the weapons technology. And uh, I will admit that this isn't exactly my jam, but it does answer some questions that I've had even when thinking about uh, werewolves and vampires and fighting them with wooden stakes and ancient revolvers with uh, silver bullets in them and thinking to myself, yeah, this is, I can see why this is dramatically done this way, but I am curious. Like these things are supposedly really, really hard to kill. But what if somebody got a Saiga 12 gauge and switched it to full auto and loaded a 30 round magazine full of 50 caliber silver slugs, then what would happen? And Larry Correa is the guy who writes the books that uh, answer those philosophical questions. But In Defense of the Second Amendment is, I believe, his first nonfiction book. And I'm actually going to compare it to the last book that we reviewed on the podcast, uh, which was Ryan Bussey's Gunfight. And in some ways, these books are opposites. Actually, in almost every way, these books are opposite. Uh, Ryan Bussey is opposed to gun freedoms. And Larry Correa is all for them. Uh, That much is obvious. But the other thing is um, they come at these topics in very different ways. Ryan Bussey is writing an expose, kind of a tell-all. He believes that having been part of the gun industry way back when and having worked for Kimber, he is able to shed some light on this secret information, this dark underbelly that nobody knows about. And uh, I would say that Larry Correa is doing the exact opposite. He is writing a book to uh, illuminate and inform his readers, but he is assuming that they are uh, able to access all this information and he's just making it a little bit easier for them to take the next step. It's a much uh, friendlier sort of way. And while Ryan Bussey's book is bland to the point of making me assume that it was actually uh, written by a ghostwriter, 
Uh, Larry Correa's book is extremely readable, full of personality and style, and uh, it's very much the author's own voice through and through. And that just makes it much more compelling, even though he doesn't rely entirely on his own experiences. He peppers those throughout the books, but he is talking about bigger themes. Meanwhile, Ryan Bussey claims to be speaking very authoritatively about everything, but uh, all of his information is anecdotal, and it just feels like a much smaller perspective. And then the other big difference between these books is kind of what they're trying to accomplish. So Gunfight is pitched as this book that is this expose that uh, will be very readable uh, for anyone who is interested in the gun industry. Anyone who is interested in guns will read this book. They will be shocked, they will be horrified, and they will repent of liking guns so much. That's kind of the pitch of that book, but it really only going to be the sort of thing that's interesting to people who are already, I don't know, 90% on board with the concept, with the idea of gun bans, already hating the NRA, et cetera, et cetera. And the Larry Correa book kind of comes across this way in, in some ways. Larry Correa is a very outspoken figure. He doesn't pull any punches when he argues with people about these topics on the Internet. So in no way is he claiming to be the middle-of-the-road guy that, uh, that Ryan Bussey is, even though uh, Ryan Bussey's hardly middle-of-the-road. And the more stuff that I read of his, I read a bunch of uh, material that he submitted to various court cases for the gun control organizations that he works for. He still kind of tries to claim that he's a middle-of-the-road guy, even though the stuff that he is writing or copying and pasting is very extreme gun control material and propaganda, and he's drawing a paycheck directly from some of the more extreme gun control groups. So he claims middle-of-the-road status, uh, even though his stuff is very extreme. Meanwhile, Larry Correa is thought of as being an extremely uh, extreme individual, and he is very outspoken and very transparent about his personal and political beliefs. And yet, I think he's actually extremely winsome, and this is a much better book to give to people in between two Overton windows than Ryan Bussey's book is. Even though this book doesn't claim to be that, uh, I think it actually has some value there, which, which I'll get into a little bit later. But essentially, this, this book is, is really divided up into two halves. The first half of the book is dealing with arguments uh, from the gun banners, all of the different things um, that they generally say, all the talking points, and he goes through those, uh, I think, really, really well. Now, the, the style of this book, as I said, is very much Larry Correa's very own personalized voice. It's extremely conversational, and he is representing himself. He doesn't claim to be a statistician or a lawyer, but this is a book that has been vetted by lawyers, and he has footnotes that point to the statistics. So it doesn't read like a scholarly book, but there's uh, like 15 pages of endnotes at the back, and so it does actually work as an introduction to the more serious arguments if the reader does want to go down that path. But overall, he just addresses all of these very common complaints, all these very common talking points, I think really well and really clearly. Then the second half of the book is essentially, now that he's addressed uh, all of the logical fallacies, all of the problems with the gun ban uh, suggestions, the second half is justifying a rollback of all the existing restrictions that we have and a return to uh, a true uh, Second Amendment freedom sort of scenario. Now, in many ways, this is a pretty introductory book. You could read this book knowing very, very little about uh, the gun control arguments, knowing very, very little about gun, uh, gun history, gun operation, legal operation, self-defense, and this book would be very accessible. 
I, I don't think there was anything in this book that was really news uh, to me or, or an aspect that I hadn't really considered or an argument that I hadn't already been in. But I do love the fact that he goes into stuff that is more advanced these days. This isn't something that we read about in previous Second Amendment books as much. He describes why he is in favor of abolishing the entire NFA. Yes, even the part that regulates machine guns. And he does so in a way that he gradually comes up to that point where I think that it would sound reasonable and make sense even to someone who hasn't really grappled with some of the ideas that uh, that are in the beginning of the book. So it is a great introductory book, and yet it gets fairly deep into, I would say, some of the more advanced firearm freedom positions, things that are... They're not new. Obviously, the founders themselves would be on board with the abolition of the NFA. But uh, within the gun community, being willing to be that outspoken and say, yes, I would like to legalize machine guns, please. I feel like that is a relatively new thing. And I love to see that in a book that is very introductory and could be handed to somebody that doesn't understand a whole lot of the lore of the last couple of decades of gun culture. And Larry Correa is a great guy to go through this. Like I said, he used to own a gun store. He's been involved in these things from from way back. In fact, my first exposure to Larry Correa was when he was writing stuff back on the high road, which is a, a gun forum that was, I mean, I still think it was a great gun forum back in the days when forums were great. And um, that was where he interacted with a whole bunch of people and I believe began writing his fiction that kind of launched this new career path that he is on. But even as he has become a very successful sci-fi, urban fantasy, and various other type of fiction writer, he has still definitely kept his hand in when it comes to firearms. He believes very deeply in the importance of people's rights to self-defense, and uh, he has kept up with a lot of firearm technology and a lot of firearm politics. And, interestingly enough, by writing in the sci-fi and fantasy genre, he's actually kind of been at the forefront of a lot of progressive, woke politics stuff. He's been canceled many times, both figuratively and literally at different comic and writing conventions, and been canceled for certain awards and won several other awards, and there's a great controversy about whether or not he's allowed to win any future awards, etc., etc., etc. So he really is, I think, an ideal person to see all the sides of this conversation, this debate. Someone who has been teaching firearm courses way back in the early days when concealed carry permits were somewhat rare. Someone who is involved in the cultural wrangling between all these different positions on the internet today, and someone who has spent the last several years becoming a really, really good writer. He's just extremely easy to read in this book. I do have one uh, little nitpicky critique of the book. I I probably have more than one. But one is the title itself. The title, The Defense of the Second Amendment, is a great title uh, for selling this book and uh, recommending this book to people. But technically, this book doesn't really do that. It isn't really a defense of the Second Amendment itself. It's more of... It's more of a defense of the implications of the Second Amendment. So there is no history of, say, the Bill of Rights. He talks very rarely about the founders. He isn't really addressing that particular amendment so much as 
all that it implies, and particularly the recent history of gun violence, gun control, and gun culture. So that is his main focus, even though the title would lead you to believe possibly that it's going to be about, you know, the Second Amendment, how it came about historically, legally, uh, etc. And uh, this really isn't that book. Now, if you want that book, there are a whole bunch of different books that I could recommend. There's some really good introductory books on the Second Amendment and what it means. Probably a really solid one is um, the Second Amendment Manifesto by John Payne. But uh, in a lot of ways, this book by Larry Correa is probably superior to hand a lot of people. It's much more readable as long as the reader is willing to engage with the author in his own particular style. If a reader wants something a little bit more generic, there's plenty of other books out there. And the problem is this is a very big big topic. There is the legal aspect, there is the historical aspect, there is the statistical aspect. It is a gigantic thing to try to cover in a single book. And so if people have really specific interests, there are often really specific books that are going to be better. Something that I am really enjoying right now is a book called Justifying Revolution. This is a book that is specifically about the historical aspects of the Second Amendment. And it's even more specific than that. It's by a guy named Gary L. Stewart. And uh, the subtitle for the book is The American Clergy's Argument for Political Resistance. This is a book that specifically focuses on what the pastors of the day were teaching on this topic of political resistance and the way that that fed into the Bill of Rights and the Second Amendment, and even just the decision to take up arms against the crown itself. This is a really, really important book, but it is obviously a really, really specific book. And it's actually kind of hard for me to uh, to recommend because it's published by the Oxford University Press, which means that it's quite, quite pricey. But in Defense of the Second Amendment is a much more affordable book. I highly recommend it for people who want an introduction that is nevertheless very full bore. People who want a book that really does cover almost all of these topics, except the historical. If you are looking for a book that covers more of the modern conversation about gun control and the recent developments in the area of gun freedom, and does so in a way that really does tackle a whole bunch of different issues and sees all of the different sides of this argument from the more modern time frame, this is a fantastic book. And I have to say I'm pretty impressed with Larry Correa for being able to put so much into this book and to be able to talk about everything from statistics and demographics and specific opportunities that he has had to train people who later defended themselves to things that he saw when he was dealing with the ATF, managing the bound book at the gun store to when he was an accountant working for Department of Defense. Like there is a ton of stuff in this book. And because he is a very talented and very practiced writer, he manages to structurally make the whole thing work beautifully and very conversationally. It's an incredibly easy uh, read, as I've said before. And so it really is engaging. And while it sounds like I'm kind of talking down about it, saying there's nothing new in there. And I figure this, this podcast audience is relatively small. So my assumption is if you're listening to this podcast, you also are going to be familiar with almost everything that is in this book. And yet, seeing the way that Korea 
connects all these dots. The organization that he has for this book, the shelves that he puts everything on, very likely something that is worth you going over. And this is a great book to recommend to different people. Like I said, this is a shockingly winsome book for something that is as blunt and on the nose as it is from a guy who is as blunt as Larry Correa often is. I think this thing is actually really good to give to a middle-of-the-road, conservative-leaning person who likes the idea of gun rights in general, but would never on his own actually come to the conclusion that we should legalize suppressors, short-barreled rifles, and even machine guns. But uh, if he will open this book... I think Larry Korea will take him there. But this book is actually, I think, even a little better than that. If you uh, tell people to skip the first chapter, the first chapter is a really good hook for that reader that I previously described. Someone who is definitely a Republican, but hasn't really thought through these things, isn't a Second Amendment absolutist. The first chapter is a great hook for him, and so is the dust jacket. The dust jacket has a great picture of a Minuteman on the front. It's got pull quotes from people like Ted Nugent on the back. Like, this is a great book to give that guy. But I actually think that if you take the dust cover off and you tell him to read the second chapter first, skip the first chapter and just read from the second chapter, I think this book actually gets a fair amount of traction with people who are considerably more left than that. As they read that second chapter that talks about some of these things in a more thoughtful way, the first chapter is the more emotional hook. And Larry Correa, being a fiction guy, really knows structure well, really knows how important that is to get people into the book. But if this book is recommended by a friend, and you know that that this friend will read this book that you give them, and you tell them to start on the second chapter, and the second chapter starts out making the more thoughtful case, I actually think that it gets traction with people who are pretty middle of the road. People who are willing to turn CNN off and actually think about the situation for a minute. So yeah, I think this book has a number of different uses for a number of different people. And I would love to get Larry Correa on the podcast sometime for an interview. I think he's doing really good work. I love the fact that he has continued to be a multifaceted individual. He didn't do guns for one season of his life, this for another season of his life, novels now. The fact that he has continued to do all of these different things, I think, makes him a very well-spoken individual, someone who has a great deal of understanding and able to speak to a bunch of things and allow his observations from the world of publishing and cultural influence in the fiction side really inform his thinking and his understanding of things on the cultural side of uh, both gun culture and anti-gun culture. So I'm really pleased that he is still in the fight, and uh, I recommend that you get this book for yourself or for people that you would like to see be just a little bit more Second Amendment absolutist, or even for people who are a little more middle of the road. Just uh, maybe, maybe skip the first chapter. The first chapter is uh, got some pretty spicy writing in it, Larry Correa style. And uh, actually, I'll link to his blog as well, because he is uh, constantly posting stuff on there. And uh, he also has a podcast. So interesting, interesting guy. In the publishing world, uh, I know that Larry Correa gets some criticism for being an incredibly undiverse, white, cisgendered, Mormon, Utah-dwelling Republican MAGA man. But the fact of the matter is... <laughs> There aren't that many other people in that space, regardless of uh, whatever uh, adjectives and pronouns they have, who have been an accountant, shooting instructor, competition shooter, defense contractor, award-winning novelist, etc., etc., etc. 
And I think that that diversity of experience is something that really does make for people with interesting perspectives and the ability to communicate interesting ideas. This diversity of idea thing is, is really, really important. I wish we could uh, you know spend a little bit more time on that. And that's uh, one of the reasons that I'd love to have uh, Mr. Korea on the show for an interview sometime. That being said, I still want to have Ryan Bussey on the show as well. But I will say that part of the reason that this book, In Defense of the Second Amendment, is such a more interesting read is that sheer diversity of experiences that I think Larry Correa has had and really been very thoughtful about has made him a much more well-rounded and well-grounded individual. And Ryan Bussey just comes across as very one-dimensional. Although, you know, again, let's be fair, that that could be his ghostwriter's fault. He's still welcome on the show at any time. And uh, I also understand if he's not interested in having a conversation with me, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm thinking about interviews quite a bit for reasons... That will become apparent in the future as the podcast continues to uh, grow and change. So keep an eye out for some changes in the future. Take a look at this In Defense of the Second Amendment book by Larry Correa. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to necessarily recommend his other books because they are very much specific to your own taste. And I think that anyone listening to this podcast, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're narrowed down quite a bit. You can figure out whether or not you want books about redneck militias fighting monsters with advanced weaponry described in very specific and ballistically correct details. So thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Keep an eye out for future interviews. Hopefully we could uh, get a hold of Larry Korea himself. I would personally enjoy that very much.